walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning. This is Sherman the Finisher. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Felicita. Good morning, Karina, the finisher. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. My name Happy Wednesday to you. God's got our back all the time. Amen. Good to hear your sound. Love you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hey, Felicita. Is it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Prosperous. What's that? Chris? This is Prosperous Valacita. Hey, could you um I'm on a business trip. There's a lot of walking and standing and my knees Good morning. Yeah. not well. Can you just uh lift uh, keep me lifted in prayer for my knee to make it through the week? Yes, we certainly will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Felicita. Grateful Deborah Evans. God bless you and good morning. Good morning. Morning, morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, thank you. Okay. If you're not speaking, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Can you hear us? Good morning. I don't think Becca can hear us, but good morning. <laughs> God good. be praised. It's Hi, everybody. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Moxie. Happy Wednesday to you. I'll just the caller. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valentina. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Good morning, Declare everybody. Victory. This is Kimra. I hope you all have a beautiful day. Good morning, Kimra, and happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning and happy Wednesday. This is Joyful. 
Good morning, Joyful. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Yvette Marquette. Good morning, Yvette. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please take a look at your phone and make sure you are on mute. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Stay tuned in with us during the month of January, where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each Declare will focus on the necessity and value of a lifestyle of repentance and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Be sure to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Brother Michael, and he's asking for prayer for his family as they mourn the loss of his sister, Cheryl. Prosperous Pam is asking for prayer for her knee as she's on a business trip this week and is doing a lot of walking this week. So let's pray for complete healing for her knee. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jacqueline, Jacqueline 
The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Jacqueline. Declaration by Dion. Then closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 17. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Jacqueline. Have a blessed day. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you this morning, Lord God. We welcome you into this into this space, into this place, right where we are individually, becoming together collectively with expectation that you will meet us here. Your word declares that if we seek you, we would find you. So, God, we've come seeking you this morning, and we thank you for rewarding us with your presence. God, we thank you that whatever it is that we have in our mind, even now, that we can just surrender, that you might visit us and move by your spirit. Father, we thank you for the ability to choose you once again this day. Thank you that you not only hear us, but that you answer us. So, God, as we begin to pray and come before you, I pray and ask, Lord God, that we would believe what it is that we are asking you for, that we're not praying amiss, but, Lord, we're believing when we pray according to your word. I thank you, Father, that what matters to us matters to you. And so the cares that we have, we cast them upon you this morning. We first enter into thanksgiving. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving. So we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to us how you continue to remember us and provide for us, protect, protect us, shield us, Lord God, how you correct us, how you chasten us because you love us. So, Father, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for course redirection and realignment, things and places where we have gotten off, be it a paradigm or even physical locations, whatever it is, God, that you would see us, that you would lead us, as you would have us and we would respond. Thank you, Father, that we can hear your voice. For your sheep know your voice and a stranger they will not follow. So thank you that you are yet speaking to us. Thank you for the word that we've already heard and the courage to respond and to do what it is that you have told us to do. Lord, we thank you as we were reminded even in the word by Bishop this weekend to for complacency, that this would cause us to miss your move. So, Lord, help us to come out of complacency and even comfort the areas in our lives where we have just kind of taken a break and been okay in that space. Lord, nudge us and shift us. Shift us, Lord God, out of that, that we would begin to do what you've already said. We're not chasing another word, but asking you, Lord God, to give us the courage to do what you've already said. Lord, we pray for our sister and our brother today, Pam, who's on a work trip, and she's expressed some pain and discomfort in her knee for the pain and the ability to get through the work week. So, Father, we pray that you would touch her knee even now. Whatever is causing discomfort, God, I thank you that nothing is too hard for you so that you would touch it and you would eradicate the pain. 
God, you would go in and address whatever it is, and you would cause her to have the testimony that the Lord is faithful and he's done it again. God, we thank you. Again, because you care for us, we can cast our cares upon you. Lord God, we lift up our brother Michael and his family in the death of his sister Cheryl. God, we thank you for provision, for traveling mercy, and for you being the comforter, you being the comforter, you being a good comforter and offering good comfort. So thank you for comforting them in this time of loss. Lord, I pray that you would be ever present with them in the midst of this as they walk through this process. Lord, help them to cry out to you, to trust that you will hold them safely in your arms. And what grieving looks like for one family member may be different than another, but God, you're the same. You're the same God and what each of them need, you're able to provide. So Father, we thank you today for being mindful of us and faithful to tend to the needs of each of your children. To the unspoken prayer request, God, I thank you today that whatever it is that might be needed, God, that you would begin to move on behalf of your children, see the needs of your sons and your daughters, and God, remind them of your faithfulness to them. Cause their faith to shift this morning. May their faith go from another level. As your word declares that we would go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So let's come off of mute and begin to go before the Lord in our own way, whatever it is that you need of him, to thank him, to request something, to just speak well of him. Father, we thank you today, and we bless you, God. Father, thank you that you hear us. Thank you for continuing to be with us, Lord God. I thank you, God, that you are Jireh, that you yet provide, Lord God. Thank you that we can come together as sisters and brothers for the same cause, to seek your faith and to believe that you would respond to what it is that we're asking you for, Lord God. I thank you that you strengthen us even in our inner man. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you for your blood, Lord God. Thank you for the blood that was shed for us, for without it, it would be no remission of sin. So we thank you, Father, and that you stand against anything that is working against us. Hallelujah. Thank you that you have given us power in our mouth even to speak the things. Lord, what shall separate us from your love? Or what shall we say to these things? These things that when they come up, God, I thank you that they're not more powerful than you. And so we say your name, Jesus. Oh, we say your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we believe that you hear us and that you're moving on our behalf, even now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, that you will stir up a praise on the inside of us, even this morning, Lord God, that we will remember how you have been good to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to go all the way back, but God, even just this morning, how you woke us up and we have the activity of our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for a choice of clothing. We thank you, Lord God, for the ability to and to drink. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that it is that we have asked us to, that we can place our hands on. God, and we look at it and we honor you and we thank you for it. Oh, God, you're so worthy. Thank you, Lord God, for traveling mercies as we continue, as we are in the air, as we're on the rails, on the road, whatever mode of transportation it is. I thank you, God, that you have caused us to travel without incident in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for the places that you have destined for us that we will arrive 
God, that our short time and system would frustrate the assignment, Lord God. Remind us, Lord, for what it is that you have placed us in the earth to do, and that we would be faithful to our assignment in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah, that we are not in town just sitting under the juniper tree, frustrated by things that have happened. No, but God, give us the courage and remind us that it's not about us. This is about you, so Lord, that we would be compelled to do the work that you placed us in the earth to do, that others might hear about you and your goodness. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. So even as we talk about repentance this week, Lord, help us. We repent even for our moments of taking our hands off, taking our eyes off, and sitting and moping or wondering if this was really it. Disqualifying ourselves, thinking that we weren't the ones to do it. But God, I thank you that we are exactly what you said we are, and we're well able because you have equipped us. So thank you, Father, that we would get back up again. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for the strength to go. Yeah, thank you for the strength to continue. And hallelujah, those who have life, you give power to the saints. So when we draw faith, you give our power, Lord. Hallelujah, thank you for strengthening us. Yet again this morning, thank you for a new song. Thank you for grace. Hallelujah. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for joy. Thank you for peace. Thank you, Father. Thank you for faith, your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name, Lord God. And we just thank you this morning. Thank you, Father. And we bless your name. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. 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 And we bless your name. We bless your name and we thank you this morning. It's in the name of Jesus we pray and give thanks. Amen. We pass the call to Dion. God bless you. Good morning, family. Give her one second.
Hold on, family. We know she had a super dope weekend. So give her one moment. Hold on. Okay. Can can y'all hear me now? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say it again. Can you hear me now, Shell? I can, Dee. There you go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell y'all what you next. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys, please pardon me. I've been listening to Rochelle say, give her just one second. Since Jacqueline said Dion the call in her hands, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go into it. Amen. Well, good morning. God morning, great morning. Happy Wednesday to each and every one of you to God. Be the glory for the things that He has done. Um, truly it is a blessing. Um, to have met yet another day. I thank God for each and every one of you um, on the heels of probably the most amazing weekend I've had in all 52 of my years. I am grateful, thankful, happy, glad, um, yeah, for so many reasons. Just uh, before I go into my share, Thank each of you, each and every one of you, especially those that traveled near and far. Um, thank you all for my gifts, texts, calls, hugs. Gloria, the scarf is everything. Cat, uh, I love my perfume. <laughs> and and so much more, all the beautiful flowers and um, messages and tributes. Thank you guys so much. I absolutely, positively appreciate each and every one of you, and I pray uh, that this weekend, for those that were in attendance, um, and even those that uh, lived vicariously from the distance, I pray that it blessed your heart as well. Um, I have not experienced that level of love um, in one location on multiple days. Listen, I feel like I am um, have overdosed on love. Amen. I thank God for that. It's a, a pretty dope, dope, dope feeling. Uh, that's If that's what a dopamine high feels like, listen, I have been dopamine high. <laughs> Amen. And again, I apologize for this morning, y'all. My headset was connected. I was on mute and I, I, I couldn't find my phone. That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. But nevertheless, um, thank you this morning um, for all those that participated. And I guess I should find my glasses in advance. All those that participated in the corporate prayer and praise. Thank you, Jacqueline, um, for walking us into prayer the way that you did. I appreciate you. Um, And thank you to each of you. uh, Sorry, guys. Thank you to each of you that uh, contributed to the sound this morning. I appreciate each of you. Um, There is a word this morning from the Lord as I uh, am starting my invaluable Valacita, I'm sorry, for hosting and for greeting this morning. Um, You were missed immensely. Um, I am am hopeful that this this year, not just 
this month or this week or, uh, you know, just the next couple of months, I'm prayerful that some things will begin to come into alignment for each of us. Um, so much so that we would be fit for a king's use. I'm prayerful that as we continue to go into this topic that is not just uncomfortable, but I'm sure for many a little frustrating, uh, especially if you are not interested in any level of accountability. Um, And trust me, I get it. I've been there. Um, I'm grateful for Raven this morning. Um, I mean, yeah, on Monday, uh, swinging her hammer, and then Angela came right behind it on yesterday and <laughs> and and swung hers as well. And so this morning, I'm going to walk a little bit heavy because I want you to get it, and I want you to get it in such a way, my prayer is that there be some deliverance that takes place today in your thinking, some deliverance in uh, some habits, rituals, and routines that you may have. Um, And when I say rituals, I don't mean witchy kind. I just mean some of the things that you do religiously, and they may be rigorous. Amen. And as um, the month continues, it's a long month. This month, there are 31 days in January. And so um, I want to start to prepare you um, as February 1st, everybody usually fasts at Um, the beginning of the year, but I'm actually going to start a fast on the fifth day of February for 21 days, and you'll get instructions and all of that stuff as time goes on, and I was given that instruction because it is a leap year. Uh, It's a leap year, and so um, we'll start a corporate fast. I know a lot of you with your churches, this is just for people that have a desire to participate. I'm asking God for something very specific for our lives um, individually and um, for Declare Victory in and of itself with regard to some momentum and some things that God has given me charge of. And so um, you'll see information. I will not be posting personally um, anything pertaining to Declare Victory. You'll have to find either on Declare Victory's page or in the victory room. I'll be quiet until uh, at least February 5th pertaining to this fast, but I'll have to kind of refresh my palate. I'm going to eat some sorbet, (laughs) as they say. I'm just just trying to get things um, in alignment with what I'm hearing. So um, again, you can mark your calendars. I'll put out uh, just a very, very simple flyer as a reminder on the clear victory stage and or in the victory room. And this won't be a usual fast, but I'll I'll tell you instructions as we get a little bit closer. So again, that date is February the 5th, amen? All right, as I prepared um, to share with you all this morning, uh, the Lord gave me a very specific uh, thought, a very specific idea. Um, as we are still talking about living a lifestyle of repentance, living a lifestyle of repentance, and that being important because an unrepented life is not easily guided by truth. An unrepented life is usually 
often very stagnant or stale and tends to move highly in pride. Um, the, the unrepented life is usually puffed up and or high-minded. And I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody of any of that. All I'm saying is that when you are not aware or cognizant of the fact of the need for repentance, um, it is very easy to become complacent. It is very simple uh, to live a life that opposes the truth of what the Word of God says that you are, especially if you live a life of um, unrepented heart posture and get away with it consistently. Um, if you could get away with doing, I, I don't know about y'all, but I was a little bit rebellious. <laughs> if I didn't get called on it, and I'm talking about especially like in my younger years, I, I was one of the kids, I could never get away with anything, I'm telling y'all. First time I would try to do it, after I didn't thought about it, plotted, planned it, here come Jackie. And I don't care if I was living with my grandmother at the time or my aunt, it didn't matter. There was something that would happen, um, and my mother would always find out. And if she didn't find out, my grandma found out. My grandma didn't find out, my auntie found out. So um, I learned very early um, to be like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have time for Jackie to come up here and embarrass me. I don't have time for Sadie to make me shine. I'm none of that. I'm not doing any of it. And so um, it really helped me, you know, to to kind of stay in boundaries or perimeters. I don't think even as a, a teenager, I, I missed a curfew one time. I was with Ladybug, and we were in Pittsburgh, and I should have never got in her car because I should have known I wasn't going to make it back home. But I remember I couldn't even have fun for being stressed out knowing I was going to miss my curfew. And so I started calling my mother probably at about 1130 because <laughs> I was supposed to be home at 12. Mom, I'm in the car with these people and they're not ready to go. <laughs> Nevertheless, I said all of that to say um, how God has handled all of us throughout the years, um, throughout our process has been one of the predetermining factors on a lot of the distance we will go. Um, in our folly, a lot of the distance we will go in our error or our um, being irresponsible with uh, being fruitful, our irresponsible with being um, able to multiply and or add. Everything kingdom is multiplication and addition. If you find yourself in a situation where things are dividing, and or subtracting, you are absolutely headed the wrong way. Let me say it again. Everything about kingdom is multiplication um, or addition. If you find yourself in experiences where everything is being subtracted, where things are being divided, where you end up in a, a place of lack or um things are missing or broken consistently. You, you, you can't get your footing. You can't, um, uh, you can't get your balance or there, there's a, a missing element of stability. It means that there is some place in your life that you have not repented. There's some place in your life where 
whatever system you have in place, it is not set up appropriately. There's something in your life, if you find yourself consistently on the other side of uh, lack, there are some things that are absent. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where God will allow um, some things to be pulled back or pulled off, but 90, my experience, uh, 95% of the time, something it's something I've missed. It's something I've overlooked. It's a step in the process that I have not taken that keeps me in that system or that cycle. What we find out is life is cyclical. Everything um, evolves in some sort, in some context, um, in a spirit plane. Everything comes full circle. It's that seed time and harvest. That is uh, definite. It's that time and chance. That is certain. That's not my opinion. It's simply the word of God. But for many people, they never experience that quote-unquote fullness of joy that God talks about because there are steps that have been missed in your process. Now, this morning's share is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but the key is that the spirit of conviction um, would rest on all of us because I believe that once you correct a thing and you put it back on course, the chances of overcoming that obstacle are far greater than an obstacle unacknowledged. Now, what, what I know without a shadow of a doubt is that Poverty is a spirit. It's a mindset. Let me let that sink in. Poverty is a mentality, right? Um, and that that poverty is mindset is usually a direct reflection of um, our upbringing. Uh, it it has the power or tendency to be a generational silt, hold up, back up. Um, I, won't, I won't even say a curse, but it can lead and lend to bad decisions financially. Um, and we, we're, we're still talking about repentance. Um, but, but what I want to tackle, because there are some things that God has need of you for. But until we get how we feel about money in our hearts, in our minds, in our thought processes, in our ideas, in our um, logic, in our um, mainframe, until the system of how we um, think about money changes, um, the, the process of how we handle money won't change. Now, um, you guys, anybody that's been on the line for any length of time, you know that once upon a time money was flat out my god um that's and so the the hebrew word for it or greek is uh dagon right so that that means the god of the or the spirit behind money is dagon right and so or a mammon being the greek word when we think about what what money is and what it does the bible says that money solveth all things our liquidity is um, that resource. And in the time that we are in, being able to effectively discern the seasons and the times, especially as it relates to financial gain or financial security or financial stability, um, it's really, really important. 
most people, especially if your mindset surrounding money based on how you were raised or reared, never diversify. Um, we simply take money at face value, have whatever you have, and that's going to be it, right? Or you have whatever credit credit lines and that's maxed out or not. Uh, you, you don't necessarily know how your credit works or operates. Either you do or you don't, right? Um, but based upon how you were raised or reared, based upon whatever your belief surrounding uh, financial um, financial education, financial literacy, financial security, stability, um, and even management is generally based out of whatever belief system was established in your life, probably from childhood. So, so let, let's talk about it a little bit, because the, the truth is most of us, uh, if we would just be honest, are not honest about where we are with money. Um, for for people and and this is not a this is not a judgment statement or anything like that. And I promise I'm going to give you some word because I want us to get it. I want us to get it, and I want it to be broken. I want it to be broken over our lives. I want it to be broken into little bitty pieces. I want it to be dashed this morning by the power of the Holy Ghost. Right. Um, most people um, are afraid to talk about money. Most people are afraid that they're always going to run out of money. Most people, if asked, would say, I have more month than I have money. Um, one of the major seasons in my life as an entrepreneur, owner, operator of um, salons, one after the next, is money was never something I thought about. Right from a, a a girl, I started doing hair when I was about 15 years old, and I started doing it professionally at the age of 18, um, as I went to cosmetology school while in high school. So I got directly out of high school and started making more money than anyone around me. Now, I didn't know it was a trick at the time, but um, and and don't misunderstand, I made an amazing living. Um, but I had zero respect for money because it came to me a little bit too easy. I, I had zero, zero respect. But it also gave me um, access to kind of throw my weight around. I could have whatever I wanted to go where, do whatever I wanted to do. Right? That's all. That's called smoke and mirrors uh, in, in most cases. I thank God for the process. But then I had a season where the altar that I had erected around money had to be taken down. I had to recognize that I had a bad system, uh, and we're still talking about repentance. But I want to, I want to build my case as we get ready to go to the courts. Because this morning, uh, my prayer is, if, if it's not for anyone but one of you, that financial chains be broken this morning. So I had to go through a process of debunking how I felt about money. So for me, I had a relationship with money that was highly transactional, of course. Because I knew that if I had enough money, I did not require love. I did not require compassion or kindness or anything because I could buy, quote unquote, whatever I thought I wanted. Now, the amazing part is for as much money as I had, um, I was still low grazing. I was still in turtle land because my, uh, the, the desires of my heart did not even match the, the money in my bank account. 
right? Super simple. Didn't didn't really have a desire to anything and wasn't um well, I can't say that. Always a huge giver. Always been one to give money away. That's just I'm I'm called to do it, right? Everybody's called to do different things. And for some of you all, um you forfeit your blessings because God has things that he has need of you to do financially and you are still struggling with a poverty mindset, there is what's called a gift of giving. Um, and for those that are called to give give, and you are not giving in that gift, it is a, a form of self-sabotage that most people don't necessarily know that they walk on. Amen. All right. So my, my big thing was having to dismantle the altar that I erected concerning money. So I had to go through a season of pruning and purging, right? I had to go through a season where God caused me to depend on him for everything, not some of them, not kind of, sort of, not just a little bit, but everything uh, I had to depend on God for. It was his way of helping me dismantle my idea of how powerful I am concerning finances, resources or money, liquidity, right? And it, it, the reality is it has nothing to do with us. It is the fact that he is the source, we are the resource, but the harder you hold on to money, the less you will have. Just tell you that right now. It's a principle, it's a precept, it's a kingdom responsibility. And especially, this is this is for you with a stingy heart, You you that Malachi talks about. The harder you hold on to a dollar, um, the more you require one replace it. So let me let me give you some words. And see, a lot of times we are not honest with where we are, um, how we feel about where we are, and and what's next. And with that said, because there are some things that God wants to put in your hands for not just this year, um, but that'll break the curse off of even your your grandchildren and your great-great-grandchildren. And I'll even say this, break off that process of making bad decisions financially, emotional financial decisions, uh, financial decisions based out of a mindset or a mentality of lack and poverty. Um, and it happens very gradually. And if you're not aware of it, it will rob you of a season. It will rob you of next steps. And I believe that this is going to be the time and the season where not only we complete that which God has called us to, um, but that we do it in excess and that we do it in such a way that the world would see us um, and be trying to figure out. Because how many of you know that it's hard to do ministry um, with a poverty mentality? It's hard to build kingdom if you're always terrified of not having enough. It's hard to build kingdom uh, when all you think about is, well, what about me? What what about my needs? What about if this need or that need is going to be met? And so let me let me say this before I go into the word. So I I had a hustle mentality, real tough. I felt like the harder I worked, the more I produced, um, which meant I didn't say no to clients. Most days I would work fourteen, fifteen, sixteen sometimes 18 hours. I did so much here um, that I sometimes very seldom had time to physically rest. Some weekends I would do so much hair, uh, I couldn't do anything with my children. I'd have to give money to somebody else to go make sure my sons were taken care of because I was exhausted. 
I was tired. And, and for many of you, some of you guys have two and three and four jobs. Uh, and, and if not two and three and four jobs, two jobs, the side hustle and a boogie on the left. And it's, it's fine if that's what you do. But the reality is all we get in this lifetime is time, right? The money that goes with the time that you're allotted and how you steward it is completely up to you. But I, um, and, and based upon what it is that you do, if what you do, it, it encompasses or embodies what your purpose to do, work doesn't seem like work. But if you're doing things that are laborious consistently and you always find yourself exhausted, frustrated, depressed, anxious, um, a little mean and ornery, listen, Something's out of whack, and there's a place that you've not repented, right? If you find yourself having uh, earned or amassed financially more than enough, but still uh, you find yourself short on this, that, and third, or uh, you, you can't get a rhythm, you can't get uh, a pattern going, something is amiss. So let, let's go to the word right quick. Let me, um, let me make y'all roll your eyes at me. Uh, for for the week, and, and that's fine. Uh, we want to get to a place where we have financial integrity, financial integrity, right? Um, and it, it's really important, not just for you, but it is also important because you have a, a bloodline that you are connected to. And what we do as parents, what we, what our parents did as parents, what their parents did as parents was handed us down things that we'll either repeat, dispel, um, or, or get stuck behind, or, or there will be a place of limbo. My prayer is that there not be a place of limbo, but that uh, you, you end up on the other side financially with financial integrity. So this is going to sound a little harsh, but i, I got to read it because these are my instructions. But there was a certain man named Ananias who, with his wife, Sapphira, sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostle, claiming it was the full amount. I'm reading the NLT version. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Uh, then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You have lied to the Holy Spirit. And you kept some of the money for yourself, and the property was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away or not, right? How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but you were lying to God. And as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and he died. And everyone who heard about it was obviously terrified. Then some young men got up and wrapped him in a sheet and took him out and buried him. And then a few hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter asked, was this the price you and your husband received for your land? And she then said yes. And uh that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried your husband are just outside the door and they'll carry you out as well. And instantly she fell to the floor and died. And then the young men came and 
saw that she also was dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Um, Holy Spirit gave me this particular analogy, but the reality is um, we have an opportunity to be honest with God about how we handle money. Um, What I love about what Paul said, listen, it was your land to sell. It was your money to have. It was your money to keep or to give away. It was either way it went. Once you sold it, it was still your money. Once you sold it, it was still your responsibility to communicate what you wanted to do with it, right? A lot of times, um, because we we have um, historically experienced poverty, once you get a little something, you start to get afraid. One of the things God has been deathly dealing with me about, and, and I think it is an old mentality that I had with regarding uh with regards to money. I never I never really um had fear of loss, right? I never really had a, a stress or a struggle about money until I got to the season. It wasn't about the money, it was about the control for me. It wasn't about the money, it was about the fact that I had to depend on somebody else. It was about trust. It wasn't about the money. It was about um really not understanding who my source was. The Lord has really, really been dealing with me about teaching. Uh, The reality is that God is source to all things. The only thing we have liquidity for is to become a resource, right? Nice, fancy houses and cars and all that stuff, those things are all wonderful. I love vacations. I love going out of town. I love having nice things. But ultimately, Here's the thing that we need to keep at the forefront of our mind. There are things that God wants to use, what resources you have. Like right now is a good time for us to buy parcels of land. Um, there's there's a whole bunch to that. Uh, you'd have to have a private conversation with me about that to understand. Right now, there is an urgency for land to be purchased. But if you are terrified with the little money that you have to pay for your apartment. We all, listen, and and I'm not high-siding, this is just real hard conversation, right? If you're terrified about paying your apartment money, surely you can't be trusted with land money, right? If If you don't pay your tithes to anyone, if every time you pay your tithes, you skimping and you scrimping, if you never, ever give anything to declare victory and you've been here for 10 years, shame on you. You should be embarrassed. That's not that's not something you should be real proud of. If, if in fact, there's another resource, wherever those things are, and it's not just, I'm, this is not about declare victory and money. I'm, I, don't, I don't have money problems. This is about having a, um, being honest, having financial integrity. I pay where I eat. I sow where I eat consistently, not because, uh, I'm obligated, not because, no no different than what Paul told Anna. Listen, it was your money <laughs> after you sold the property, it belonged to you, right? All you had to do was make active decisions, right? So uh, I've, I've shared and, and been very intentional and deliberate about um, opening up some financial resources to everybody on this line. You could do it via telephone. You could do it via Zoom. But let this year, be the year that you have financial integrity, that you're not lying about where you are. If you broke, if you 
financially strapped. There's something broken in your system. And the system is has nothing to do with what you hold in your hands. It has everything to do with what you hold in your heart and what you hold in your mind. 90% of that is tied to pride, right? It's tied to um, a whole bunch of self-condemnation beating yourself up about not having, beating yourself up about, well, let, let, me, let me not give to whatever church you go to, whatever uh, uh, local assembly you are a member of. If you are not paying your tithes, let me say this, you are out of order. This is not about the clear victory. This is about order. If you are robbing God, if you are not paying your full tithe, and you still trying to figure out why your month exceeds your money, let me tell you, let me correct you right here. Repent. Repent and catch up. If you have a season where you don't have a church home, and I'm sure people are hanging up, I don't care. Child, this word is the whole truth. If Don't let nobody be able to say you didn't pay your, your debt, especially a person. Right? No human being should be able to walk around and say you owe them money if you consider yourself a believer. The Bible says, uh, give Caesar what Caesar says. Oh, no man, nothing. If God can bring a gold coin out of the mouth of a fish, listen, he can answer whatever your financial needs or woes are. Oh, no man, nothing. Make sure that you are actively paying a tithe somewhere. If you don't have a local assembly to tithe into, you should get a separate account for that money to be put up. And then you should start spending time asking God, where do I send this? Who do I give this to? So that you're not found with it in your possession because it doesn't belong to you. If all God wants is one dime out of a dollar and you don't pay your tithes, for real, you a whole thief. You out of pocket, you are out of line. And you are probably out of gas and frustrated because you cannot get past this certain thing. And so I say all the time, listen, Simone Lane at Lobdell and Lane Wealth Management, <laughs> who is full of integrity, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I know her to be. If you need some help financially, because I'm telling you, I, I want you to get in your mind that we are property owners, that we possess land. I want you to get in your mind that your children and your children's children will be homeowners and possess property and land. I want you to get in your mind that we owe the future generations legacy by way. Don't nobody want your old ring? I don't, I don't want your ring. I don't want your purses. Your shoes probably got athlete's feet. I'm not interested in your moth-riddled sweaters. Listen, we need to be able to hand our children some things. If my grandmama with a second-grade education <laughs> could leave her children, her grandchildren, and her children's children's children something with a second-grade education who started doing hair for 25 cents a pop, I will, uh, I, I don't know what to say by way of anything other than I refuse to leave this earth and not have done what's necessary to make sure I leave my children an inheritance. That means making sure that you are taking care of things 
um, by way of insurance and, and future burial needs and things of that. It's really, really important, you guys. And I know, Dion, what does this have to do with repentance? Listen, we need to repent about how we've handled money. We need to repent about how we've mismanaged and mishandled money. We need to repent about the decisions that we've made, about the fact that God has given us source and resource in an effort to get to us uh, everything that he needs to build the kingdom of God. We need to repent for not using our money to build anything other than uh, what gives us positive imagery according to culture and societal norm. We need to repent about how we process what we think the money that he allows us to steward is for. It's not, there's so much more to this thing uh, than than hotside and flossing. There's so much more to this thing um, than than just what it looks like. My prayer is that we would not just become financially responsible, but that we would become the financial model for those that are observing our lives, that we would become such the financial model um, that as time goes on, people that um, will, will start to come to you, people will start to lean into you for uh, the access to greater resources and a different understanding as it relates to money. My prayer is that our um, level of responsibility stewarding that which God has put in our hands not just be overwhelmed, right, um, not just be um, above bar, but that that you would start to see yourself in a different financial place because it all starts and ends in our mind, but how we feel about it, how we feel emotionally about it. Right, the Bible says exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything we could ever think, hope for, or imagine. But the reality is we don't have the mentality to receive exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything we could ever hope for or imagine. And it's not intentional, it's behavioral, it's habitual, it's things that you've done on a regular basis to survive. But my prayer is this year we come out of survival mode. We come out of the survival mentality. And even um, in planning this fast from February 5th, um, for my goal, my hope, my prayer is that our petitions be so clear concerning not just money for us, right? Liquidity to do that which God has called us to do in the earth above bar, um, that we begin to wrap our minds around for real ownership. Um, perhaps even folks having a, a good real estate course where first-time home buyers are making you aware of programs like NASA, things of that nature, that you can actually own some physical land, uh, even if it's nothing but a parcel, right? Um, and, and it may be in a different state or a different location, but actually putting you in position or place so that we can start to build some things. So my prayer is that you would repent for how you've handled money. If you know you've mishandled money, now if you're financially stable, and listen to this, and if you have exceeding uh, what you need and you're stingy, like your heart is stingy, like to give $20 stresses you out, you're stingy. That's a heart condition. That's a that's a thing. Uh, it, if, in fact, you've told somebody that you was going to take care of this, 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 and this, or use the service or things of that nature, listen, karma has a, a certain way. <laughs> and, again, all it is is principle, seed, time, and harvest, right? 
I, I, my prayer is that we would walk in such financial integrity that you would would be have to almost listen. Stop giving. <laughs> Get to a point where people are are literally just shaking what you need in your hand. It happens. I'm not telling you what I think, right? But it's going to require a different mentality. Ananias and Sapphira lost their life because they lied, not to people, but to the Holy Ghost. That really happened. They fell out dead. And uh, I noticed that it said um, Ananias lied, gave a portion to the priest with his wife's permission. Let me tell you something about the people that you pair up with in this season. Spend time with people who have financial integrity, right? Spend time with people who will hold you accountable for things. If I don't know anything else, I thank God for um, the Holy Ghost, and I thank God for the people that I'm surrounded with, right? I thank God that I've never taken advantage of anybody with regard to money. There have been people I'd be like, no, don't keep giving me your money. Don't do that. I don't requ- That's not a requirement around here. Right, you pay your tithe. If that's what your tithe is, you pay it where God says pay it. Right? I don't just I don't just sow seed any old where. I will hold it and ask Holy Spirit, okay, where where do I send this? Who do I give this to? Where you sow is just as important as what you sow. Right? So always be mindful that where you sow is just as important as what you sow. Twenty twenty four will not leave here without me physically having a portable shower. Um, there will be a portable shower um, here in the local Bay Area. We'll have one of our first drives in the month of February. Um, Rehoboth World Outreach Center will be the substation for um, collecting canned goods and clothes for clothing pantry. Uh, we've been working on the details of that for a minute, but. We are going to do that. Um, there's also a kitchen at Rehoboth, so we're working on getting a weekly schedule um, of serving in the city of Vallejo. So all those things are coming down the pipe, just kind of FYI. So again, my prayer is that any something that I said would cause you to have a conversation with the Father. And this is not about giving to declare victory. For those of you, you have your local church, honey, do what you're supposed to do. Make sure that you are providing what's necessary to support your local ministry. It's really important. What you give declare victory, thank you. We appreciate it. I assure you it's going to get put to good use. The crazy part is that the majority of the time, a lot of uh, the, the resources for declare victory come from outside sources to make sure that we can do, especially bulk ministry, like making sure children have their college books and things of that nature. Um, that's really important to me is, is um, further education for our children and children's children. So lots of stuff going on in the background. This is probably going to be the greatest financial year that Declare Victory has. My goal this year is to give no less than $50,000 away. That's my goal this year. Um, that has nothing to do with my personal. I'm just talking about what we're going to do here. And and I don't just mean giving it away. I mean making sure that people have what they need, supplies, this, that, and the third. But it, this this is going to be good. Amen. So, listen, that being said, I hope you feel convicted. I hope you've sent your tithes to your church. 
<laughs> I hope you've made even uh, written up a text for somebody. You owe money. Pay what you owe. Don't owe, don't owe people money. That's raggedy. That's nasty hard stuff. And I said it how I said it because that's how I meant it. There, there's two things that make me really uncomfortable, and that's a liar and a thief. And it, it'll cost you stuff. And I, don't, I just don't want to pay for stuff. I, I don't. It's, it's too simple to take care of what needs to be taken care of uh, as opposed to have the burden of not being integral. Integrity is very, very important. So that being said, listen, <clears throat> I pray that something that I said, again, made you uncomfortable. It was intentional. Um, but more than anything, I pray that something that I said will cause your heart to repent and your mouth and your words to affirm it. So much so that it reverse what you put in place by not honoring God with your finances. Really important. There may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late, didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Um, now's your time. I won't segment it by men, new callers, or old callers, who, whosoever will, let them say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Mia. Good morning, hey, you guys. Good morning, babe. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. This is Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is. Oh, go ahead. Good Good morning. This is Darcy. It's my first time on this on this line. Well, good morning. Good morning. Who invited you, huh? Patrice. Oh, very good. Amen. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. God bless you, and we pray to hear you again. But t- today, I might have ran you off. Sorry. No, I love the message today. <laughs> today was great because, you know, I've been financially um, I'm not responsible to repent for. And, you know, some people have blessed me with help, and, you know, I think that it is a great idea to start planning for insurance so my kid doesn't have to worry. Thank you, and I and I and I do I do like I do believe in tithing. So thank you. Amen. Amen. And what you said about the shower—that's awesome. I used to be homeless. Oh, amen. Listen, it. I I get it. I, that and that's exactly why we do what we do around here. Amen. Well, I'm grateful to have you. Welcome, welcome, sweetheart. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, sis. Hey, I just got. I need to just get on, but um. You told me up. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> that that quick? You hear me? That quick? Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Love you. Good morning, it's Jubilant Juliet. Hey, Ju. Good morning. Good morning, Pamela. Hey, Pamela. Good morning. Hey, good, good morning. morning. Marvelous Marv here. Marvelous Marv. Great morning, men of God. <laughs> good morning. This is Mary. Hey, Mary. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. This is Swanita. Hey, Swanita. Good morning, girl. <laughs> good morning. It's glorious, Gloria. Gloria. Good morning. I'm so glad you made it home, say. 
Good morning, Good morning. Miss Barb. Hey, beloved Barb. Hey, Miss B. Miss B, you made it home safe. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Excellent message. Amen. Amen. Very good. Good morning, Beyond. Joyful. <laughs> hey, persistent. Hey, joyful. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, Moxie, thing. Good morning, girl. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. See, I was over here going like, dang, ouch. Oh. Sorry. I've been there. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make y'all laugh with one of these stories in just a minute, but I wanted to get to the, to the meat of the thing. <laughs> morning, Dion. Love you. Good morning. Good morning, Christina. I love you more. Good morning, it's Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. Great declarations. Great, 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 great. You say what? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> oh, good morning. Good morning, babe. Great morning, family. Good morning, Pastor. It's magnificent. Good morning, magnificent. Good morning, Pastor Dion, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey, great hey. decoration. <laughs> hey, hey, good morning, Sister Lisa. Anybody else? Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> good morning, hey, Angela. Good. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. Good morning. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anybody want to tell me off? I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. No, I'm just going to sit here. Uh oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on one second. Two of us talking at the same time. It is. (laughs) No, I was just saying, I was was just sitting here and shut my mouth and listen. Sabrina, you are so crazy. I just saw your text message. <laughs> you play too much. Amen. Um, uh, and then who else was that talking? I'm sorry. It's me. It's Kimra. I was just telling y'all, thank you for the message. Thank you for the prayer. I'm about to step into work. Y'all have a beautiful day. Amen. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Good morning. Hey, Grace. Good morning. It's Bree Bree. <laughs> the rapture, it did happen, sis. I'm glad we still all together. Amen. <laughs> I was going to demand a recount. You was going to send somebody back to make room for me. Listen. Ooh, that was good. I, um, I enjoyed the declaration. I don't agree with you at all. In fact, I just want to um, amen everything that you said, especially um, about the radical um, mindset of giving um god has blessed me so i can't even really tell everything because one i don't want folks to be trying to figure out where i live um but in 2023 i made the decision that that was going to be my year of radical generosity i grew up in a cogent church and we used to sing a song you can't beat god given no matter how you try and so i made the declaration that i was going to try to beat god giving 
not only through finances, but through my time, through how I engage people, through how I love people. And I mean, every time I stepped up to the plate, God knocked it out of the heart. And so I just want to encourage anybody, (laughs) every time, if you're looking at this from just a monetary uh, standpoint, um, give what you can give, but give it radically. If it's your time, it's your talent. If it's just the way you engage people, how you love people, give it radically. I am a witness that God ain't going to let you outgive him. Um, just a quick testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, my granddaughter, uh, my granddaughter, Karjani texted me yesterday, and she said, Mom, I've been waiting to tell you this because I know how you are. She said Baby Ray was transferring from his classroom to his after-school program, and they weren't watching him. They found him, a parent found him, 10 minutes later, wandering the parking lot. Mm. Now, anybody know, I will tear that school down Mm. brick by brick over Mm -hmm. my best friend. And I just began to thank God for his angels that encamped around my baby as he was wandering a parking Mm. lot. And I know that that was mercy of God. And so even that was God's gift. And so we have to think bigger than money. It's bigger than that. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to overcome by the word of my testimony this morning and to encourage somebody who can't figure out what to do, start with what's in your hand. Start with what's in your hand. I can't wait for you to be released to be able to tell your whole testimony. Because um, people probably gonna think you Ananias and Sapphira and you lying, but I I have been here to witness it um, on levels that I cannot explain. Um, it's mind blowing, and you guys hear me say things like everything attached to me wins. No, 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 for real. <laughs> and I'm not it's, I'm not I'm not the catalyst. So I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that God has given me the wherewithal and the discernment enough to know who to attach myself to and who to not. Um, and we have to be wise in who we are connected to because, for real, you become a reflection of what you are around, like it or not. If you're around a whole bunch of dope things, listen, sure as my name is Dion Sharice Jackson, at some point you're going to smoke dope. If you're around right. somebody who is always broke, listen, let me tell you a little secret. Let me tell you a little secret. You, you, chances you coming up slim to none because most times, more, more often than not, their thought process is full of poverty. In this right. season of my life, I don't want to be around people who keep telling me they broke because you, you are absolutely living in the manifestation of your words. Words are spirit and they are life. Right. And if, in fact, you find yourself broke consistently, check your circle, check your connections, pay attention to what's around you. It is so important right now. It's important because the world is shifting and it's shifting in a direction that many of us, because we're so busy just living what culture says, you're not even paying attention. You have been lulled to sleep. You have been dulled off. You're not even aspiring. And, and, it's, it, and, and don't get me wrong, I've lived in multiple apartments. I've also lived in mansions. I've lived in regular houses. To me, it's just shelter. But at this point, ownership, and, and if you start treating even your apartment like you own it, and you start right. stewarding that which is in your hand well, uh, I don't care if it's subsidized apartments. I don't care if you are for a season living in your car. Steward it like it's all you have, right? Yes. It, and let me, let, me, let me give you another very poignant thing. If you are a hoarder, 
if you hoard and you know you are a hoarder, there is something in your system that tells you that you are going to suffer lack. It is not about money or things. It is a matter of your heart. If you are stingy, that's a dangerous place to be. If, if you don't pay what you owe, that's a dangerous place to be. My prayer is that you would repent and say, God, I've been financially irresponsible. I've made decisions based around money that have costed me and the people you called me to um, great gain because I'm out of position. If you are out of position, listen, the game cannot begin until all the players are in place. And so I want you to examine your heart this, this day concerning money. Somebody, anybody else have anything to say? I hear somebody keep jumping in. Who is that? I just think I found out I wasn't on mute. I was just agreeing with you. Um, oh, amen. Um, no biggie. Amen. <laughs> um, amen. I also, I, like, um, I really enjoy the, the, the way that you put it, financial integrity, uh, financially stable, because, see, I'm a giver, and some people take advantage of that. And then, you know, i never been – I've, I've even when I was homeless, I – I always found myself with because I prayed and I prayed hard and I always shared and I think that's a, a part of my spirit that people could take advantage of if I'm not careful. But thank you for saying you surround yourself with people who you surround yourself with. Take a look at who you surround yourself with. And the the, the woman who was speaking before, um, before, Right, just before she she spoke on some things that were very profound, and I and I appreciate the message today. Um, I'm a, I thank you guys for being on this prayer line, and I thank Sister Patrice for inviting me. This is a wonderful, wonderful message for what for what everybody goes through all the time. Amen. It's the it's the whole whole truth and nothing but it. I agree. Amen. Yes. Hey. Good morning. Thank you for that fire. Oh, my God. Sabrina, you already know. So for me, I'm going to just tell on me because I've always been a person who a lot of people don't know everything that I do because I don't share it. But being a single mom raising kids, and this ain't a violin because everybody had their own walk. But I have been that person who, when I would, couldn't even pay my own rent, would pay for another single mother's rent. or And I still do it today. Because I know what it's like, even when you belong to a church and you're paying your tithes and paying your offerings, and then you may have a shortfall, but nobody seems to be there. So when you were sharing, Dion, I said, I hope she addresses that too. When you have given and you've given, and it's not to say stop giving, just continue to give. But like Bree said, it's not always monetary because sometimes being there for people when nobody else is there is is giving too. And God honors all of that. He honors your heart because my pastor always says, don't raise your big old check because you want people to see what you're doing. Because it's not about a show. It's not about that. What are you doing behind the scenes, right? When you have a, a, a person, and not, not necessarily just a single mom, but a person that's down and out. If you just go give them gas money, if you just, you know what I mean, t- t- turn their phone back on, go drop groceries off. It's a lot more too giving than just showing up because you didn't wrote a big check. And like you said, the shoes, the houses and all that, it's good, but it's not all that it is. So I thank you. Um, and Sabrina, you didn't make this last come off because I didn't know nephew was lost. Man, we, okay, let me go. I'm, yeah, that, I, that I, right I'm glad there. you didn't share that one. My God. 
Mm-hmm. We're back a lot. Good morning. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. Good morning, beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, God's working with me on some things too. It's interesting. Um, I even, I don't know, I even put a Facebook post because I'm, I'm, I don't have, I, I'm more prompt to help somebody else. God's teaching me about relationships right now, and I'm, I'm leaning into it because I want to improve my relationships. And He's showing me some things too about relationships to myself. I am very, very giving, but not to me. Like I even recently, I'm reminded just a couple of days ago, <laughs> I've been looking at these shoes because they just pop up and they're just cute. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's very hard for me to get things for myself. And there's something to that. It doesn't like sometimes it, it's said, and it might be said to like, oh, look at me being selfless. But no, um, something's going on that God is revealing in me of why don't I feel like. I'm worthy. I can give to this person and my, not just money, but energy. And, you know, so I'm just learning a lot. Um, there's, there's a lot of different angles that you could take with that um, relationship, uh, the money thing. And it, it ties into other things, too. You know how my mind works. So thank you so, so much for the word today. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hey, Dion. Yes, hey, Gloria. Hey. So thank you for um, the instruction and, and uh, declaration for this morning. I I have to give testimony of how great and wonderful God is. Because a friend of mine told me some months ago that I had a wrong relationship with money. And I was trying to like think, I don't know what she's talking about. And we all know her and love her. Um, <laughs> but over the months, I have been be- becoming more and more aware of it. And so... Having been blessed this weekend so immensely as I was, and not not I, my money wasn't right, but I can say this morning that where it wasn't right at, God covered and took care of. And I thank Him. I thank Him for the correction. I thank Him for the redirection. I thank you. I thank Him for healing my heart of how I considered money and not even realizing that it was out of order. I didn't know how out of order it was. I didn't know why it was. And so I'm asking the right questions now. I I know. I, I don't just believe it, but I know. I'm beginning to ask the right questions because at one point, I didn't even know, even at 63, what kind of questions to ask about why I did the things I was doing. So I appreciate you. I appreciate Declare Victory, and I love you so much. And I'm going back on mute because I'll be the one to start crying and making everybody else cry, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Crying is good. It's a good cleanse. And if I if I annoyed you, um, I'm probably talking to you. If I frustrated you, I'm probably talking to you. Um, it's it's really important, you guys, and and not just about what we have. It's it's more about what God God has called us to some stuff. How many of you know you you can't you can't get any further if you don't have anything to get further with. You know what I mean? Like not not having enough, you know, always being afraid. The Lord told me a couple of weeks ago, he said, Dion, don't be afraid uh, on any level of any spending. I don't, I don't have no problem with spending no money, but I had a season where the Lord had to teach me to trust him, right? He had to teach me to trust him because um, 
I was so used to being able to do it by my power, by what I knew or, or what I could do or perform. When I say over it, I'm over it to the 10th power. God, if y'all knew how much money I spent to make sure that you got to celebrate well, you would probably think I was making it up. I did not, I did not make any money. That's not what this was for. Right? Um, and, and I, I trust him. I trust him with everything that I am, for real, for real. I trust him. And, um, and, and it hasn't always been that. It's always mostly been about what I could do or how I could do it. Today, eh, not, not only is that not the case, but for real, God, I trust you. It's good. Well, what are we doing? What you need me to do? And my life is a testament of his faithfulness. He's been better to me than 10 husbands. I don't, I don't have no hustle to me. I don't have no, ain't no gimmicks, ain't no catches. I pay what I owe. Um, if he tells me to give something and, and it doesn't make sense to me, I don't care. He is the source, not me. I'm not that smart. It's him every single time. He always makes a way, especially if you are open um, for him to trust you with some things. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary. Yes. yes. Good morning. Yes. Yeah. Give me, give me one second. Let's get an order. I'll hear three people. Barbara, Shell, Barbara, Shell, and Angela, and Angela. Angela, you go and first. And, and Tosh. So Angela, Barbara, Shell, Tosh, you finish it up. Okay. Good morning. Hey, family. Love y'all appreciate listen do you touched on things that are not explained in ministry it's usually approached in a totally different way where people don't understand it and so that that's one of the reasons why the club victory is so um it's so needed it's so blessed because it, it it's like a catch it's like a net it's a teaching source where people can come and get cracked open and really understand and be able to take what they've learned back to their ministries. And when you were talking about the mindset, and I was sitting here like, Lord, what could I possibly comment on? And what I wanted to share was the other day, my daughter. So the, the main part of my children's raising was while I was a single mom. After I come out of divorce, they were three, six, and nine. So I struggle and I tried my best not to let them see that I struggled. If you, as my children got older, they didn't really know how hard we struggled because it visually, it didn't look like it. Mm. However, my daughter said this to me the other day and it hit me. And I said to her, I said to her, I, I'm going to tell you what I said to her, but then I said, I have to sit down with her and I have to make sure that this is uprooted. What yep. did go in, and it shocked me. She said, Mom, look what I got. And I was like, oh, this is really nice, really nice. And she does what she's supposed to do. She handles her money. And, I, and, I, and she said, you know, and you know, Mom, I got these on sale. And I looked, and just the sound of it, I said, poverty. Mm -hmm. I said, no, no. I said, Allie, you don't have to get anything on sale. I said, you buy what you want. You don't have to go mm -hmm. to a sale. Everything doesn't have to be something on sale. 
And she was and she was just like, oh, okay, mom. And she was like, yeah, because, you know, we would always go to the sales rack and blah, 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 and I'll just listen to her. And I said, okay, we, we're going to have to have a conversation. That is not the seed I wanted to plant or intended to plant, but it is a poverty mindset that you have everything, sell, 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 that you have, mm-hmm. that is the way you function. And I, God moved me out of it, but I didn't realize. I didn't, obviously, I didn't grab my babies and move them out of mm-hmm. it because that's what they mm-hmm. saw. So I just wanted to drop mm-hmm. that and just know that that, that that poverty mindset is stealth. Mm-hmm. It's stealth. So God bless mm-hmm. you all. Thank you so much for this because people need to Absolutely. hear this on repeat and be shared. Love you all. God bless you. Love you too. Very good. Next. All I know is Natasha go last. So it was two more in the middle of that. So it was Barb <laughs> before me. Okay, go ahead, Barb, and then share. All right, then we'll switch, Barb, since you're not ready. Yes, exactly. Go ahead. Um, so I wanted to say first, great share, but then Gloria and Didi, y'all, Dion just made me feel like I drove the getaway car on Monday. Um, that's a whole different story. <laughs> but um, one, um, that the story of Sapphire and Ananias is just so profound. It makes you think, you know, why would you ever want to hold anything, especially, you know, any type of, um, I guess the word is recompense or anything that you have that you would think that you can hide. And when I thought about it yesterday and I was talking to you about, you know, I looked down and I kept seeing that the money was sitting there and I was just like, okay, so why is it sitting there? I was like, okay, I'll give it to it. I'll, I'll just give it to her later since she knows she didn't get. And when you told me the instructions to do it, and then I was just like, okay, I'll just give it to her later. Holy Spirit's like, no, you're going to give it to her now. And I thank God that for him to be able to speak and me to be able, because I just, I have a thing just wanting to hold on to money, you know, just to be able Mm -hmm. to see it. And I know that that is a poverty, a poverty mindset, but I thank God that when things are, when I talk about decent and in order that I'm following them, I don't just do it. I steward my time well. I think I steward more of my time than I do of my money. And that's because I feel like I owe God way more um, than I can ever pay him in money is to pay him more in time. So thank you for your share this morning. Um, Great, 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 great share. Amen. Let Let me say this real quick before Barb goes and then Tasha. I've never, ever seen... An apple seed produce watermelon. And so, you know, we hear the lie that, um, you know, you sow here, you may not get it back in money. That's a lie. You need to uproot that. You sow money, you get money. You sow apple seeds, you get apples. You sow orange seeds, you get oranges. You sow discord, you get discord. You sow, uh, sow wisdom, you get wisdom. What you plant, how you treat people, you treat people poorly, it's coming. Listen, it's coming back. Seed time and harvest will always be here. I don't care what you plant. If you plant wrong, 
you're going to reap wrong, period. If you get that in your mind, if you're stingy, listen, you're going to have a need unmet. Because, well, I'll, 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 let me take that back. God is so gracious and merciful that you could be out of pocket. He'll make a way just to give you an opportunity to see that he'll make a way in hopes that he only exposes that which he plans to expel. Right, so when you out of order, when you out of pocket, when you out of position, you out of place, God will reverse that thing and open a door for you that you not even quote unquote according to the system or the cycle deserving of. But a lot of times in church we hear things backwards. You give today, and you know you may not give it in money. You you might get it in peace. No, no, <laughs> no. If I plant a seed, I got proof. If I plant a seed of X, Y, Z, I'm telling you something. It's coming back. Multiply. It, the kingdom system is addition and multiplication. Anytime you see a system that produces subtraction and division, something is wrong in your process. All right. Go ahead. Beloved Barb, I think. You may not be able to talk anymore. Hey, but I, that it was the hey, other hey. Barbara, but I, I can't talk to. Oh. oh, okay, okay. It was it was Barbara Cockrell. Was it? Is there? If not, I'll talk. Go go ahead, below. Um, uh, we must have another Barb because it wasn't me, baby. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. I would have known your voice. Okay, go, beloved. That must have been the Holy Ghost saying you had something to say, child. For me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, I'm a little confused. Um, I am convicted because the last six months with expenses and IRS, all kind of stuff coming at me, I have fell off there. And I'm not stingy. I love giving. I love loving on people and giving in those ways. I'm working at a care facility, so I'm giving all I have. But is it a poverty mindset? Or am I a good steward over my money? Because I don't ever go out and just think I'm paying full price for nothing. I think it was Miss Angela that uh, thought she was steering her daughter wrong by her wanting to get something on sale. That's me all the time, so I'm a little confused. I'm thinking I'm being a good steward over my money by making sure I'm getting the best deal and so I can have what I need to give back. So, well, I, I think that's 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 or, based on that that's based on personal conviction, right? Um, I I think for the majority of us, depending on again how you feel about money, um, it's a very individual, <clears throat> which is which is why relationship with God and and having a um, a clarity about relationship with Holy Spirit is important. Right? Everybody's conviction is different based upon their upbringing, their experience, and their exposure. It's up to you to discern what it is that God is saying. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a sales shopper. I'm not really a shopper. Uh, I, don't, I don't spend a whole lot of money on things. Um, if, if you let me loose in a, a store with technology, now that's a whole different ballgame. But some things I don't, I don't really care about. But I, I think it is a very individual understanding or interpretation. And if you are 
you said something about you fell off. You fell off concerning what tithing and offering. Yeah, I'm I'm beating myself up, and I am convicted about my ties over the last six. I months. was gonna say, don't 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 beat yourself up. I'm you don't, don't beat yourself up. Just correct it, because because I I assure you, whether or not um you'll you'll admit it or or even see it initially, because that's what the enemy does. That's how deception works. Um, I don't I don't know um if there's any way around not paying tithes or not. And, and and don't get me wrong, that is, it, it depends, I guess, on who you ask. I don't care what anybody says about tithing, I'm going to tithe. Well, it tell me that, that because I've been in church since I was very young, and I have been on top of my tithes up until recently. So it just, it, it really feels bad in my gut. And I got all these auto deductions set up in my account, and so stuff just automatically comes out. So it's just been hard for me to get a grip on things. With the business, I, I understand. And, you know, trying to pay my bills and keep the business supplies up and everything. It's been really hard for me, and I well, feel really. It's gonna stay hard if you don't pay your tithes. <laughs> that's all. I'm, that's all I'm gonna tell you. So you can keep you can keep letting it be hard, or or you can give your tithes first and worry about the auto deductions later. I, I, and I, that's between you and God. Y'all y'all work it out. Just just repent and move on. Don't beat yourself up. Fix it. Okay. Can I jump right. in for a second now? Now I want to jump yeah. in. Okay, real real quick. Cause, well, let's do this. Let Natasha share, and then you come, Miss Miss B, because it was it was okay. Tasha time. Okay, go ahead, okay. Tasha. Uh, um, I love what what um Angela said when she used the term "cracked open," because that's how I feel, but not not in a bad way. Um, in a good way because God is so so gentle and gracious in in the way He is. He has dealt with me, and I'm grateful. And I, you know, beyond, I feel like you called me out just up, up and down. But I'm not irritated by it. I'm grateful um, because accountability has not has been an area of lack for me. And having accountability, I can see how not having accountability has impacted um, me in negative ways. So I'm grateful to be able to hear the truth and to be able to look in the mirror and see those areas where things that I need to work on and finances has been a big um, area for me. And so recognizing the need for greater integrity and the need to repent on some things and to be able to say that never again will I be oblivious to the trappings of a poverty mindset. Now, there may be some things that I have not yet recognized as it being such, but I'm mindful and being more aware that, oh, that's what this is. And as I'm doing this heart work and I'm digging back and I'm, and I'm starting to connect the dots and seeing the things that happened in my childhood that are impacting me to today, like doing the heart work and then having this place in this community where um, I, I can know that I'm not alone. You know, I'm not the only person that is going through this is a blessing. You know, it was 2017, probably right before I was introduced to Declare Victory, when I first heard of this idea of uh, money and this, this, this need to be healed in our relationship with money and the idea of money being spiritual, that was a, that was a new thing to me. And it, it has taken me up until last year to understand really what that means. Like I heard it, but I didn't quite get it. 
And as I've been, been been doing the work, I've been coming to get a greater understanding of what it all means. And for you to to talk about this today, for me, is just right on right on point. And I know that I need to be in that in that fast and and doing the work in this area of my life because part of it that what I've recognized it is about trust. It's about not living in fear. Um, it's about um, not fully trusting God that that wanting to hold on to money. It's about being in control, and all of these are just areas that um, have come to my awareness that oh, that's what that's about, and that's how it impacts you from a financial standpoint, and more importantly, about spiritual growth. Right. So I thank you. Um, for what you said, I'm, I'm I'm grateful for you for you saying it, and I'm I'm ready to do the work and ready for a new season. So I wholly um, embrace what you are calling us to do um, in this area of our lives. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody else? <clears throat> and Tasha said partly oh, Barbara, what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And. Tithing is truly, it's not about the money. It's mm-hmm. about trusting God. Mm-hmm. Trusting God. I I had to learn that, you know, and I'm 77 years old, that God wants you to trust that if you give him the tithes off the top, because what I used to do is do all my bills and I do tithes. Well, you ain't going to have nothing left to do tithes. Mm-hmm. But if you take it off the top, regardless of what you have to do, Take it off the top and trust that he's going to make those other bills get paid, and he will. That's all I got to say. Yeah. You got It's about us trusting him. He wants us to trust mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Even though he knows we're going through hard times. Mm-hmm. And if you have to start with 5%, be consistent with that 5%, and as you do better, change it to 6 and 7. Work up to the 10. Then work past the 10. But it's about being mm-hmm. consistent and trusting God. He's going to provide. I know mm-hmm. He is. Thank it's you. Look, I got evidence. <laughs> Me too. I got receipts in this thing. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. This Good is Tamara. Hey, Pamela, good morning. Um, loved the declaration. Girl, you were just all over my lane. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Dion just came here and just, <laughs> just let us uh, all have sorry. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved what you had to say about ownership also. Um, and... Um, it's it's amazing because I think it's just confirmation because um, me and my siblings have been, we're dealing with this just this week. Um, you know, my mom had left some property that was her mother's and, you know, it was just kind of like everybody's like, I ain't living in Mississippi. I don't want to deal with that. You know, so um, it's just confirmation of what I need to do and how I need to handle things. Um, um, moving forward regarding that. And so I just appreciate you. And regarding tides, um, I 
for me, um, it's been um, easy to just do an auto pay and just allow it, like you were saying, just do it first and not the last thing and just have it come out automatically every month and just, you know, everything else is a blessing and everything else is an opportunity to give even more to others who have um, been a blessing or others who, uh, other ministries or whatever that God is blessing you through. And so um, I just encourage people to just, you know, do an auto pay so you don't have to be trying to budget it later. It's true. Very good, very good. Hey, man, good morning, Dion. Yeah, hey, this good morning. morning. Yeah, you know, it's just a wonderful declaration today, um, you know, and it's something that I know many of us have had to deal with over our lifetime um, because we've had to deal with the struggles of how we're going to pay it, and it's good those things were brought out. But I wanted to share also, too, um, just last night I was dealing with the issue of finances and money, and I was reading a book called uh, Think Straight. And uh, one of the things that uh, it says in the book is understudy money, learn its dynamics, and let the lessons of money sink in. Let go of all the unproductive thoughts and negative thoughts pertaining to finances. And you were kind of dealing with some of that today, but then it also gave some rules in there, which are not necessarily spiritual rules, but it almost applies even in the same, and it says, don't buy things that you shouldn't. Um, stay out of debt. Right. And it goes on to say, the owe no man nothing. Um, and then it goes on to say that you ought to invest in things with good return and don't be stingy. Yeah. And, and so yeah. you cover those things today, even though these are not necessarily the spiritual principles, but they're principles pertaining to money. Um, and then one of the things that he shares is to understudy money, learn its dynamics, and let mm -hmm. the lessons of how you use it or the lessons of learning what money does sink in. And so we have to learn, you know, how money operates. Um, and so the mm -hmm. systems, you know, that are in place are things that we pretty much have learned as well um, through our lifestyles, how our mom and dad dealt with money, how, you know, others deal with money. But we need to learn how God wants us to deal with money. Yeah. Um, as an individual pertaining to the Word of God. And so it's a blessing that you brought this up today. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here looking at an uh, email right now, you know, after you talked this morning, uh, concerning one bill. Um, I put a, pretty much I paid all my debt, um, except for this mm. one bill, and it's been lingering for the past 20 years. And, wow. and so, you know, the blessing is I'm in the position to get that one last thing out of the way. Um, and I just want to praise God for this moment, you know, and I'm, I'm going to be hollering and shouting later. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what I, will not have, I will not have that one thing over my head any longer. But we have to have the mindset of at least getting to the place where we owe no man nothing. And so Amen. God bless you and love you much and just continue the good work, okay? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Great share. Um, I think you said something extremely, extremely, extremely poignant. Um, one of the things, we build relationships with everything else, um, but money, there's a scarcity, there's a fear, there's an anxiety, there is this looming poor mindset concerning money, and you can always see the evidence of it based upon um, what holds value 
to each of us individually, independently. But I think when you build a healthy relationship with money, with finances, with liquidity, it takes the fear out of it, especially if you do things responsibly, if you prioritize your spend, right? So there are certain things I'm just not going to spend money on. Um, and anybody that knows me kind of knows that I am not. I go out with my, my friends that are more shoppers than me, um, and they usually leave me somewhere um, watching people. <laughs> now, I'll go buy what I'm going to buy. You know, don't get me wrong. But how we build our relationship with money determines how we handle it in the future. And so really start to ask God questions. I say all the time, we don't get the right answers because we're scared to ask the right questions. Um, and, and I would just challenge you to ask God, God, what are you trying to teach me concerning money? What, what is it that you would like to see in my financial life that I'm not currently moving effectively in? Teach me how to discern where to plant my seeds. Again, what we plant grows. Where we plant it is just as important as what we plant. And so when Marv said um, that key phrase, understudy money, that means learn the science of money. That means learn the financial uh, ins and outs of money. And if you don't know them, give yourself permission to enroll or enlist yourself in some place that has effective um, teaching structure surrounding money, right? So uh, th th those are, you know, and, and depending on who you understudy, um, and I always suggest Simone um, because I get to watch, right? I get to see. I get to see how she produces for her um, her clients and what that looks like, you know, watching people have a $100,000 growth year and, and not, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's amazing to see. So, you know, just, just a heads up, make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who study money, who understand money, who do right by money, who have financial integrity. It's like anything else. It rubs off. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, it's Persistent. Um, this was really hey, this was really good, very good on multiple levels for me and everybody. Um, I can't say I'm stingy. I'm definitely out of order because things aren't right. I'm very close to wouldn't you know everything's breaking out, and I've had a lot and I've lost a lot. God has blessed me when I was tiding, didn't even understand tiding, but I was consistent in it. Didn't matter. I'd give a thousand, two thousand, whatever I had. If it was ten percent, I gave it off the top. Um, and God really blessed me, but I made one mistake. I didn't trust Him on something, and I lost a lot. But He He let me maintain my, the roof over my head, and now I'm very close to paying it off. And wouldn't you know, holy. I mean, hell ain't holy, but hell is just all breaking out, okay? And you name it, it's coming at me, all kind of ways, financially. So something's out of order. Something mm -hmm. is not right. 
And I don't know what that something is, but I don't want to lose what I have. Not at this stage in the game and not at this. And I don't believe I am. I just got to get navigate through this um, well with him. Mm-hmm. And I know it. Um, so I guess I, I guess I do need Simone in this regard because it's it's a little complicated. I mean, I'm looking at different strategies right now. I'm talking to different financial um, professionals, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know which way to go. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm being blessed in that that there's business out there for me in a very soft market. I mean, I'm walking into this year with, you know five strong transactions and clients pending that want to purchase and or lease. Now, I'm pretty silent about what I do in the marketplace for many different reasons. That's just to my posture, I believe God has me. I'm not your typical agent where you're going to see me out there and my picture's out there and everyone's got to see me. That's just never been my the way I've operated, never. And God has blessed me in that way, and I'm very comfortable with the way I operate. Um, and I'm dealing in the nonprofit sector. So I'm dealing with uh, community commercial real estate, which is where I want it to be before it was on a different platform. Um, so I'm saying all this to say I don't know where I am and how to get to the next level and I agree with you it is time to buy land and I've uh, and I've been asking father am I to move out of this and purchase a multiple unit with land um, uh, for many reasons um, because of what I see I think I see in the spiritual realm but you have said things to me you don't trust God to take care of you and there and there's a truth to that Absolutely, because I noticed one thing when you were talking during this whole declaration, I was rubbing my head again. And I said, you always do that. <laughs> I never noticed that, noticed that before. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever there's a problem, I'm rubbing my head. Okay. <laughs> uh. Exactly. So anyway, I'm just saying that because I don't know. I'm like, you know, I have to get grounded in the Holy Spirit. Not, I have to get rooted in talking to him and, and knowing that I hear from him. That's the main thing. Something is off. That's all I can say. Something is off. Um, mm-hmm. God, God's been working with me, but something is off. Ask the right questions. You get the right answers. Hey, Dion. Um, hey, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. I got so much to say. I'm gonna try to be real quick, really for real. There's a couple of books that I I, I have read, and I want to suggest um, just for your thinking to change your mindset. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and of course, mm-hmm. everybody's heard of Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Those mm-hmm. are two books that can help shift our mindset because there is a real thing as um, that poverty mindset. Um, and, and truthfully, um, like we were talking about, is it okay to shop um, 
and buy a sale. You, you know me, I'm a buyer of a sale, but thank God I can go to Macy's or wherever, high-end store or whatever, mm-hmm. and I can buy the bag, but if I can buy the same thing at, at Walmart for cheaper, I'm going to go get that thing at Walmart, Absolutely. right? Uh, I, I'm just going to mm-hmm. do that, right? And I think that it's, it's more than about money, but it's also about stewardship, right? It's about trust, but it's about stewardship, right? Because we're going to have to give an account for everything he's given us when he come back. And we're going to have to answer for everything that he did put in our hands and what we're going to have in our hands. Remember that parable about, the, I wasn't even thinking about this, but the parable about the ones he gave those talents to? When he came back, yeah. he wanted some usury on that money he gave them. Yeah. And the one that took that one little talent and went and hid it in the ground and didn't produce yeah. nothing, meaning no interest on that, he was like, you wicked and slothful servant. If you knew I was right going to ask you some money and some interest why on what I gave you, why didn't you go put it to use <laughs> and do something and reproduce something? Get out of here. Basically, kicked him out, booted him in the hell, right? right? So he does want us to be responsible stewards over what he gives us. And that does not mean there are over 2,000 scriptures about money. Money answers all things. So you're right about the right questions. And it is the currency, if you will, in this life for the saved and the unsaved. So money will give us the ability to do some things, to have some things. There's that, that secular saying that he that has the gold rules, right? If we're in a position just by having money, we can buy things, we can employ people, we can help people. We have become a blessing to bless others. We become conduits so God can get things through us to get it to other mm-hmm. people. And if we're not in position to do those things, how can we? How can right. we see somebody that's in need and we can't go in our own pockets and help them? And we talk about, Scripture talks about it, talking about be blessed and be fed and be warm, but we don't feed them. And we don't provide the, the warmth that they need because we don't have it, or maybe because we won't do it because we won't go in our own pockets. So looking mm-hmm. at if Jesus talked about 15% of his scripture talks about money and giving and stewardship, um, it's important, y'all. It really is important. And, and even James talks about you have not because you ask not, but you have not also because you're going to spend it amiss by consuming it on our own lust and our own stuff mm-hmm. and our own desires. So it goes back to what you're saying. It's not about buying the stuff. He doesn't mind us having that stuff. It's okay, right, that we have it. Mm-hmm. But it's not about consuming on our own stuff. And so many of us want, and I think sometimes for the wrong reason, that stuff will come. Seek ye first. You used to say this all the time, Matthew 16, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those other things that we desire. They'll be added to us. They're byproducts. They just come along without us even, without me, let me say that, without me speaking for them. They just come along as me by result doing what God told me to do. Last thing in Galatians, it talks about what so be not deceived, God is not much. You kept saying this. Whatsoever mm-hmm. that thing that man sows, that shall he also reap. Mm-hmm. That thing he shall also reap as well. So I just wanted to share a word to put behind everything that we're saying. It's important. Wherever our treasures are, there our heart will be also. So it really is a heart condition. Everything we talked about, you can back it up with scripture. It's about the word, really. And yep. it's important. Guys. Not my opinion. And, and listen, and, and I didn't even say give it here. I'm just saying give it. <laughs> Whatever you owe, it'll come back to us. <laughs> It'll come back. Good man. Promise. 
Yeah. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall mm-hmm. men give unto your bosom. I yes. have proof. Yeah, and that's whatever you give. So when mm-hmm. I give money, coming back to us, mm-hmm. you give it to us so that we can give. Thanks for this good word. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Juanita. Um, I actually, um, I'm at work, so I'm going to be brief. But I had wanted to get on and say, you know, that I'm really, there's a lot of um, good feedback um, from your share, and I really appreciate um, you sharing this morning on um, tithing and, you know, giving. Um, I'm definitely trusting God because things, you know, this month has been like a month of a lot of obligations since I've been moving um, slowly, but I finally um, have everything out of the apartment now into a home. And I'm grateful to God for his um, provision. And I'm trusting him, solely trusting him. Um, this month um, just has been numerous of um, people reaching out, just different things. I just say that um, in, uh, in well, making it short, I'll just say that I really have been leaning and say, I learned to trust in God. I'm, I'm leaning and dependent on him. I am leaning and dependent on God. Um, through this giving, you said that, you know, um, one thing that you said that you sold money, you will get money. So I'm trusting him that whatever had been sown all during this month, during a trying time for myself, that he's he's doing it, uh, and and I'm doing it through obedience and not through um, anything else, um, through obedience because um, I don't want to do things. Um, God is not is is not telling me to do. So if God's not giving me, you know, and I don't see it. And if, like I said, like even before it was said, um, you know, if I, cause I can talk myself out of it cause I have a whole lot of things. I can say, well, you know, I got this going on, this going on, this, you know, I have to do this. And, you know, just to, to leave out all of those things that I can, my mind would say, girl, you can't do that. But God is saying, yes, you can. So I'm trusting him. And I'm and I'm leaning on him to um, because like it is, it is um, pretty much like um, agriculture. I'll say that you you know you plant when you once you plant things a seed things will grow from that seed. And like you say, you're not going to plant apples and get watermelon. So I just thank God mm-hmm. um, for you this morning. I thank God for everyone's shared um, input as well. God bless. Very good. Very good. Anybody else? All right. Well, if we are at the end, I think great dialogue. My prayer for real is that um, each of you would interrogate the heavens and begin to ask God, to show you where you lack financial integrity. Ask him to show you 
um, and to teach you how to build a right relationship with money. Ask them to show you where your mentality is riddled with poverty and areas of um, fear of lack. Um, Ask him to open the eyes of your understanding so that he can enlarge your territory. Um, Ask him to teach you how to be trustworthy concerning finances. All that is is financial integrity. I'm just trying to use um, all different types of vernacular so that you understand how important it is. What what I know for a fact, and, and this is for, for people who have desires of land or home ownership, um, start to be real integral concerning where you live. If you're not tidy, um, start to work on being tidy um, and keeping things organized and in order. Uh, if you find yourself running out of stuff all the time, start to ask where the broken pieces or the leaky areas are, I promise he will begin to show you. Um, That's all I have for today. I pray that something that I said um, shook you, um, shook you to the degree of uh, of, of even wanting to repent. God, please forgive me for making bad decisions concerning money, for being irresponsible concerning money, and teach me again afresh how to operate in financial integrity so that I can be beneficial to the kingdom and that when you return and ask what I did with not just the money you gave me, the gifts, the talents, the time, um, so that I can give you back usury on that gift, that time, and that treasure. It's it's super important. So I pray um, that you were blessed by this morning's share. Um, If you know somebody that you know lacks financial integrity, don't hesitate to share this share with them. Um, you know, always visit declarevictory.org or ddsharice.com um, and find the playbacks there. All right, y'all. So that being said, it is Wednesday. Um, I am fasting today. Um, for those of you that will join us, you can meet us right back here at 5 p.m. Uh, for just our weekly fast. And, and that, too, is a tithe um, on being trustworthy, the time, uh, time tithe. Uh, on on having uh, the capacity to build the discipline surrounding what you take in in an effort to get closer to God. So that being said, I love you. I pray, pray that uh, today blessed you. And um, if there's nothing else, I'll hear you at 5 o'clock. If not at 5 o'clock, we'll hear you right back here in the morning saying that station, saying that time. I love you, but I promise God loves you most. Have a great day, guys. Have a great day. Have a blessed one. Have a great day. Blessings on your day. Amen. Blessings to everyone. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings.